to the Swarm Sports Podcast. I am your host, Braden, and as always, I am joined by Alan Pena. And uh, yeah, we we uh, we'll just call him the uh, Pineapple Up North for now. How's that? Um, <laughs> Alan, I think you're muted, buddy. Can you hear me now? There you go. <laughs> uh, all right. I was saying I'm kind of on the west side of of the city, but we're both on the we're both on the northern part of the state, so I, I I'll take it for now. We could call you pineapple up northwest, but it doesn't sound as good. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean, Brady. I get you. <sighs> yeah. Well, it's uh, it's great to be back and recording another podcast for the people. Um, you know, life has its busyness, and we got we've been uh, pretty busy since the beginning of the month when we had uh, our uh, friend uh, Drew Christmas Drew Creaseman on the pod, and uh, we finally had a chance to sit back down and record. We planned to record last week, but I don't know what happened. I think we both just forgot. <laughs> I guess so. We both forgot, and probably. Uh, we had our, what's it called? Our plate full. That yeah, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> yeah. So that, that, that's, un, that probably is, under, that is understandable. Oh, yeah. And uh, we're back. So we, we just couldn't be more thrilled than being back and recording a podcast. And we got, well, we got a lot of topics we've been throwing around trying to figure out what to throw, uh, throw out there. And uh, we just started recording before we actually fully planned that out. So, uh, Alan, why don't you take the reins and just start talking about one of these topics, and we'll I'll follow suit. Okay. Uh, well, I don't know where to start. There's been a lot going on uh, since um, forever. Uh, we just had several uh, spots clinched for the World Baseball Classic, which it is the first for a lot of these teams, two of them, um, Great Britain and the Czech Republic, or I think now that it's Czechia, that they qualified. And really, it's it's going to be a, a very oppor- new opportunity. Uh, I'm not sure if there's major league experience in in those rosters, but uh, Jazz Chisholm just announced recently that he's going to be playing for England. So who, who announced? Uh, Jazz Chisholm, second baseman for oh, the Mariners. Okay. Or not the, the Mariners, Mariners, the Marlins. Pretty, Sorry, excuse me. Oh, that's a heck of that's a young star up coming up. So, I think that'll be a good, good firepower that he will bring for Great Britain. And uh, not only that, we've we've got a lot of uh, other you know major announcements to go with the World Baseball Classic. A lot of stars have been announcing they're going who they're going to be playing with. Um. So we can get more into that later, but it's looking like um, countries that are already in there. As I pull it up now, why don't I just show? Uh, let's see, if I can just figure how to do this. It's it's not like I haven't done this before. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's see. So I believe what we're looking at here is the teams that are in it right now. That's pool B. I think this is it right here. 
Yeah, we're going to go with this. I think this is all the teams that have made it in. <laughs> yeah, so far. <laughs> um, I think what's lacking from this list, I don't see the Czech Republic or Great Britain on this list yet. So I think this is the previous graphic that we've looked at before when we were looking at the pools. Yeah. Um, so, But this is kind of what we're looking at right now when it comes to um, – the World Baseball Classic, guys. Um, Puerto Rico's in. Venezuela, Dominican, Israel um, is in Pool D. Pool C, you, of course, have pretty much all of North America with Colombia from Central America coming in. And whoever qualifying team number three is going to be. Then you'll have over in, you know, the eastern half of the world or far east, you'll have the Netherlands, uh, Cuba, Chinese Taipei, and Italy. Um, then in Pool B, you have Japan, Korea, Australia, and China. And I think somewhere in Pool A and Pool B, right over here, it's probably where we're going to see Great Britain and uh, the Czech Republic fall in mm -hmm. as teams one and two that are the qualifying teams. However, they could also be put in Pool C and Pool D. I don't know as of yet. Yeah. I agree. I think this will probably be updated once everybody's in, in pretty much yeah i think so too i'm gonna do a little digging on this real quick um but yeah i think it's great um great britain like you mentioned alan it's they're making their first ever appearance in the world baseball classic and you know i think that's a great start because just two years ago we had you know, the greatest rivalry in all the sports, perhaps, with that still going with Yankees, Red Sox, appear in in uh, London. And, <clears throat> excuse me, and we saw there was a lot of baseball fans there. So it's kind of interesting to see who's all going to be participating and playing there. I think that'll be interesting to look at. Yeah, it will be interesting, and also, like, these teams that do normally do not have a strong, uh, they're not, what it called, uh, a baseball traditional power, like, those are the ones that could be the most dangerous, where they could pull off an upset, like, one game, or possibly even two games, like, like, you look at the Netherlands, uh, they have some, but... Like, obviously, not a lot. Look what they did, beating, eliminating the Dominican Republic in in the first round. Like, you, you can kind of say it's kind of like when South Korea in soccer eliminated Germany from the group, group stage. So, we never know. You never know. And I think the World Baseball Classic, we've seen a lot of those. And I, I believe, I won't be surprised if, we see we we see we see upsets here because it's it's pretty common to to see that in the in the classic. It it really is. I mean, you don't see country. You know, we when we both found out that the Czech Republic was going to be in the World Baseball Classic. I think my initial reaction was, I didn't realize they played baseball over there. You know, like. With, yeah. For Czech Republic, you, obviously, you think of basketball, you think of football or soccer, or you might think of rugby. 
actually, I also think of hockey. You know, there's some Czech players in the NHL currently. Um, but baseball? <laughs> you don't necessarily think of baseball for the Czech Republic, yeah. but alas, here we are. So I think that it's great to uh, have more diversity in this sport. Alan, and that's what we love talking about is the diversity in these sports and how it's going to help push baseball along. And like I told you before, last time we talked about this, Alan, this game, this tournament really has the potential to become the baseball's answer to um, international play for all these other big sports, whether it's the FIBA World Cup, the FIFA World Cup. Um, for hockey, it's all the World Juniors and World and the Olympics. Um, that's ma- their major competitions. Um, but also, I think it's great to see now baseball brought back their answer and it, their potential with all these teams coming in. It's still up there. Yeah, and hopefully, uh, it does do that. We've seen it when when there's international competition, it opens doors. People will will look baseball more positive and it's not like you're you're not gonna you'll see the personalities come out in the the world ba- in the world baseball classic so use this momentum and and look baseball right now is riding high big time it is like not just with the baseball world classic but also hey we got a player in Albert Pujols who hey He's about to hit 700 home runs as well. So the more momentum baseball gets going into the World Baseball Classic, then it's going to it's gonna ride a huge momentum for baseball that they can carry it over, not just for the Classic, but into next season. And and what the, the probability of seeing a player, players from the World Baseball Classic making an impact and going to the majors, I believe it's going to be very high. We've seen it with guys like Daisuke Matsuzaka. Uh, we've seen it with Yu Darvish. Uh, we've also seen it with Yuli Gurriel, who pretty much all those three guys were playing in their home country, in their home leagues, and they made a great impact in the World Baseball Classic. Major league teams were like, let's get them. And they've contributed ever since. Right, and I think the main thing we got to look at here is how many games are left in the season. I'm getting a couple different. I can't really pin that down. I know there's at least three because they had Albert's got a three game series. Well, I guess this is the last three game series against the Padres where I'm seeing these stats because it's no longer you know the 21st. It's probably the yeah, it's the 22nd. So you know, you know to have. Albert Pujols, you know, the machine gets so close to 700 home runs. He's at least two away. He might be one away at this point, depending on what I've seen. Last I saw, he was at 699. Um, I just saw this morning, however, that he's at 698. So depending on what I'm looking at, he's, he's right there. And how cool is that that, you know, this guy – Who's you know we when we talk about Dominican ball players especially, how many players from the Dominican are in that echelon of all time greats? Big Poppy, David Ortiz is up there. Pedro Martinez, 
he's up there. And that Albert Pujols, he belongs on that Mount Rushmore of Dominican ballplayers. Yes, he does. And there's a plethora of Dominican ballplayers that we can go on and on. But Albert, I think not just of Dominican players, but I would say of Latin American ballplayers. Mm-hmm. And he, he will be the all-time leader, not just like even though – he won't be the all-time leader in home runs, but as far as Latin players, he's going to be the all-time leader in home runs, and or he already is. So the fact that the guy did it like with this team that pretty much he started with is great, I think. And this we can go on because I've had this strong opinion um, about it. I think had he stayed in St. Louis the whole time, I think that home run record would have been broken. But hey, who who's me to say that? That we can go into a different talk. That we can talk about it some other time. But I think how Albert has done it, like he he battled. He had some tough injuries that he had to overcome, and and he's finishing strong in what it is his last season. And I think just five years ago he hit six hundred home runs. He got his six hundredth just five years ago. So in five years. He, he's had his up and down in these five years, guys. Let's be honest, but like, clearly he he still is swinging the bat, and this is arguably we all know it. It's probably his last season in the majors, you know. And that's and Alan, this is one of the legends you and I grew up with. The many of the legends you and I grew up with, they're at this point they're no longer in the game. I mean, we talk about yeah. David Ortiz, Big Poppy, um, Pedro Martinez, Derek Jeter. Um, A-Rod, uh, Todd Helton, Matt Holliday, um, Tulowitzki, uh, you know, Clayton Kershaw is still one of those few remaining yeah. from, you know, my childhood that I can honestly say, say is still in the league. Adam Rain- Wainwright and Yadier Molina also there. Um, yeah, it's also Yadier's last season. Right. And Yadier and Adam Wainwright made history recently, and I believe – they have, as a battery, over 350 starts together. It's 250. It's something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, let me double check. Uh, yeah, so about a week ago, I'm looking at it, uh, about 325 different starts together. And that is the most by any battery, meaning catcher and pitcher, in MLB history. And, you know, that that's another great, great thing. You know, Molina, he's been in the league for as long as I can remember. Um, so it, it's crazy to see how much he's, these guys have impacted the league. And this yeah. is arguably both Wainwrights and, and Pujols' And Molina's last season and last hurrah together. You know, as much as I don't like the Cardinals currently because of the whole trade situation that happened with Nolan Arenado, the fact that these three guys are on that team and they have a chance to make not only make the playoffs but make a deep run to the World Series again, that would be fun. I would root for them that those three guys that entire postseason. That wouldn't be a bad idea. And then plus... They are the core of the Cardinals, like of what of those great Cardinals teams that 
they made multiple World Series. They probably could have won a couple of those, but either way, those were that's that's what I was always talk about. They are the what we call the they've set the sample for like mid major to small markets. Like, hey, you don't have to be L.A. or New York or Chicago. You can be in good old St. Louis, and you can still get players as long as you're you have the right personnel and they've had it for years. And even after they retire, they're still going to find a way to, to get these players and, and excel. Cause that's, that's what the Cardinals do. They know what they want. They know who they are and there's, and they stick and they stick to that. I would almost argue that, you know, because of the history with the Cardinals, their prestige, how many world series titles they have, I would argue they're on that upper echelon of a mid market to more of a bigger market, you know, the whole, they cover the whole, practically the whole Midwest up until you get towards Wisconsin and uh, Minnesota up until you get up that. But other than that, they cover the entire Midwest. And yeah. that's a crazy thought too, you know? So they're, they're kind of on that upper echelon of mid market to big, almost to a large market based on their prestige, you know, and that's, and that's what, helps them get these players in my opinion is because of their the mark their market size and how they can do it but also all these players minus Paul Goldschmidt minus you know Nolan Arenado for the most part all of their players are homegrown they they go and they trade for these players when they need it but a lot of their stars Yadier Molina Adam Rainwright Jack Flaherty is up there you know all of them came through the Cardinal system they they're the card they do they have that cardinal way ingrained into them. And that's just also amazing to look at. It is. It truly is. <clears throat> I mean, while we're at it, I mean, I don't know if he'll ever get close to the home run single season record. But Aaron Judge is also, you know, he might not necessarily be an international ball player, but he's also having a chance to make baseball history. He He's at 60 home runs right now. He only needs one at Ty Roger Maris with the six nine, with his nineteen sixty one record, um, and then he just need, would need two more to break, be hit the most home runs in AL history, and he needs another what ten fifteen more to actually get close to McGuire, Sosa, and Bonds. You probably might need around sixteen. Yeah, to tie Bonds, I think he needs fifteen. Yeah, and to break it, he needs sixteen. And I don't think there's enough games left for him to do that. Yeah, that's you never know though. You never know. Yeah, but I, either way, it's a historic run. It's been amazing, and and they're also winning. And I think that's the part where we're forgetting. Like, hey, they're leading the AOL East, and they have a chance to to even contend for for World Series. Typical of of the Yankees, which they have not seen that in. <laughs> couple of years where yeah they're since good, 2009 but, but still yes either way that's the part that we're missing that yes he is hitting a lot of home runs close to the record of roger maris but also hey the yankees are winning and and they, they have a shot to the de- detriment of all baseball fans everywhere well that is true yes, it, is. it is but still it feels but, like sometimes if you're not a yankee fan you know you have a hard time supporting anything good that comes out of new york 
except for the two thousand that two thousand one World Series run the Yankees had. That's true, but still, like either way, it's great. And 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 as and as I said before, I think baseball is coming back to like, hey, you know what? I will I will watch this, and this is where stars have to show, hey, like we too we too are marketable, and this is just a start. If they can keep this up, keep just keeping positive with baseball, then people will talk and and they will tune in. So it's exciting that it's happening, and and let's and. Hopefully, baseball keeps keeps this momentum going. Right, and to add on to that, now the discussion really becomes: Who's your choice for MVP, Alan? I mean, Shohei Otani he's do he's the perennial MVP with Mike Trout, right? You basically have to beat those two guys pretty heavily in order to win MVP. You know, Shohei Otani he pitches, he hits, he pitches, he hits. You know, you, we could keep saying that back for multiple times. But the crazy thing is, he's still performing. He has a chance to win AL Cy Young this year, too. And that's another crazy thought. Is, I don't know if he won it last year. I know he won MVP. But does he have a chance to add the pitching MVP to his echelon, as well as winning MVP back-to-back? I don't know the last time an MVP was won back-to-back in baseball. It has happened. I can. Don't I know it's happened. I just don't know when the last time is. That is a good question. I wish we had a research team to figure that out. <laughs> but if you're interested, um, email us at pineapple twenty two media. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yes, yes, do that. <laughs> yes, but either way, I think to be honest though with Shohei, I would give him the Cy Young. But even though, like. Um, the team has not been performing well, and also their their owner is going to sell the team, which it's going to be a transition, which will happen next year, and there's going to be a lot of question marks with them next year. But mm-hmm. I think for this season, I will give Otani Cy Young MVP conversation. Like, you know how I view MVPs, like, like as and. And to be honest, I think I would give in in this situation because what Aaron is, uh, if he breaks the record, the AO record, I think I would give it to Aaron Judge. Oh, I would too, no doubt. Which I think he will. And here, here's the thing. So in just, you know, a quick one-minute Google search, it looks like the last back-to-back MVP was Miguel, Miguel, sorry, Miguel Cabrera. Back in 2012 and 2013. Um, Barry Bonds has the most at seven. Um, A-Rod won it a couple of times. Albert Pujols, he's won it three times. But the back-to-back most recent, based in a quick, was Miguel, Miguel Cabrera. And here, here's the crazy part, right? Like, Shohei has a chance to do it. As well, and I mean, we're talking about it. And honestly, I think with the historic run Aaron Judge is having, and the fact that he's a free agent next year, let's let's keep that in mind. I don't think he signed an extension with the Yankees yet, and I think this is his last year of his contract. But if that is the case, he's going to get paid big 
this off season. And oh, yeah. and he might leave New York. <laughs> now, personally, if I, I think he could go to Colorado and hit all these home runs and, you know, that'd be great. But, you know, that's a different topic. <laughs> but as we look at it, honestly, if he breaks that AL home run record, at up, which is 61, which for the longest time was the single season home run record back until 1998, right? Judge has to win the award, in my opinion. Shohei Otani, he, he's historic in his own right, being the Babe Ruth of our era, right? Like, no one else can, has been doing mm-hmm. consistently at the level that Shohei's doing. Arguably, I would say his season was a bit better last year. Arguably. I mean, he's having a great season this year, too. But arguably, last year was a bit better. Yeah. But when you look at it, I think Shohei Otani is mostly in this discussion because of what he does when he throws the bit, the pill and then when he hits it. That's why he's in this discussion. I honestly, th- and that's no joke. I'm not trying to discredit him or anything. I just think that's mostly why he's in the discussion. But his stats are also there to back him up. But then we look at Judge and what he's doing. He arguably could have run it with Rookie of the Year back in 2017. And you can go back and forth on whether or not Altuve actually deserved the award back in 2017 with knowing what we know now about the Astros back then. But this year, I think if he doesn't get that award, it's a crime. And I think he also has a chance to win the Triple Triple Crown, which also hasn't been done since Miguel Cabrera did it. Yes. And there's a precedent in MLB that if you get the triple crown, you're MVP. Yeah. So if he gets triple crown, he's MVP. And right now, I think he he's the batting average leader. He's the RBI leader. And he's the home run leader. You can't take that lightly. No, you can't. No. <clears throat> it's like no question right there. Like, okay, you take that, here you go. You want it. And and also keep in mind, when Miguel Cabrera won it, the Tigers were also winning. Mm-hmm. Big time. They were. And Tigers should have arguably run a World Series in that run they had in those probably, few years. But we'll talk about them at a later time. That's another series we should do is, you know, yes. what should have happened. <laughs> yeah, that's another series. Yes. But it's just crazy to look at. This, these two guys. I mean, and we bring this discussion because of our focus with international players, and obviously Shohei qualifies for that. But when you have Aaron Judge making the history, you have to discuss, okay, you look at their seasons, which is meaning more. And honestly, the way Judge's season and Albert Pujols' seasons, Pujols is MVP in the National League. I don't care what, what anyone else says. Pujols is MVP, especially if he hits that 700 mark. Not many ball players can say they hit 700 home runs in their yeah. in their major league career. Pujols will be one of them. He's MVP. Changed my mind. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I would agree to that. But you can't handle the truth. <laughs> uh, I couldn't help myself, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But, and that's not the biggest thing, right? Like, you look at it, baseball, it almost feels like we're back in that 1998 series or season. You know, like, baseball, 
was on the fritz the past few years, especially with that CBA. Back in 1994, the strike happens. The Expos could have won the World Series. There's a few. The Yankees could have won the World Series that year. There's a lot of teams that could have won the World that were doing well that year that should could yeah. have arguably won the World Series. A lot of people say what should have been the Expos. I'll listen to arguments. <laughs> what can, what changed that? The offensive output of the 1998 season, the McGuire Griffey Jr. Sosa home run chase. We obviously look at the Sosa and McGuire chase, but but Ken Griffey Jr. The kid, he was in that for a long portion of the season. Yeah. We forget that. I forgot that. <laughs> I had to watch the ESPN uh, E30 for 30 on or documentary on that season just to be reminded that Griffey was in that. Mm-hmm. He was. We just don't talk about it as much because Griffey and so or not Griffey, Sosa and Maguire were just right there. One hit a home run. The other hit a home run. One, one. In fact, and then even in the same games when they played against each other, because Cardinals, you know, they play 19 games a year. Bam, 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 bam. It was like, okay, he hit one. Who's the next guy going to hit it? We're looking at that right now again mm-hmm. in a different race. You have Judge. Can he hit another home run? You have Albert Pujols. Will he make 700? That's what brings these fans back. That's what reminds fans what baseball is all about. And it's back. And... You know, baseball, Major League Baseball, owners, Rob Rob Manfred, if you're listening to us on this, figure out how to capitalize on this and let it stick. You know, rule changes, you know, bringing in the pitch clock, lar- making the bases larger for stolen bases, that's an idea, okay? But what brings the fans back is these chases, is these historic moments. And you got to have your large markets or superstars do it. Find a way to get Mike Trout and the Angels into the postseason. If you want baseball to truly, you know, be up there competing with the NFL, NBA, and arguably now even the NHL, you need to have those those Angels make the postseason. And gosh darn it, they tried. They extended the postseason this year. There's three wild cards right now. And the Angels still find a way not to make the postseason. You have two of the best players to ever play the game, Shohei Otani and Mike Trout. Find a way to get them in that postseason. It's not shouldn't be that hard. Yes, they play in a division where the Mariners are up and coming, and you know they're doing really good. The Astros they just keep winning. You know, as much as we hate it, they keep winning. You know, mm-hmm. the Rangers. And the athletics. There's no reason why the 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 uh, Angels should not be in at least third place, argue racing for that wild card, one of those wild card positions. But I think they're in fourth or fifth place in their division. They're math- mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. They are. And it's just like, why? Why do we have to waste two of the best careers that baseball has seen ever? Some of the best players we've ever seen. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah, I don't know what to say on that. Um, there were even talks of Otani getting traded, but didn't happen. But we'll see where it goes. Like you mentioned, I agree with 100% what you say. said. Capitalize it. Like uh, You have to find a way. Baseball has capitalized, and they've done well. But I also see baseball where 
they mess it up and it sticks with people. So if you capitalize, like, you know what, you know what they said in Field of Dreams. If you build it, they'll come. This time, if you capitalize, people will come. And even those of the those that of the streaming generation, they'll be like, "Oh, you know what? Let me stream to that as well, and get going with that." And probably instead of uh, and this and I know this will continue. There'll still be people streaming to Netflix and Hulu, Disney Plus, all that jazz. But at least, hey, they're they'll be like, "Oh, let's see who's let's see what's on tonight. Let's see if there's any and if how." so-and-so is doing and they'll pay attention right i mean i just looked at standings and the angels are in third place in their division but they're 64 and 80 or 65 and 84 you know they're 33 and a half games back from the houston astros 16 and a half games back for one of those wild card positions no it's not cutting it so you need a if you're in the al west right now you need to find a way to be in the top two spots. Otherwise, you're not going to be making the postseason. You have Otani doing incredible things. Mike Trout, if he can keep healthy, you know, you, you'll you do good. And arguably, I think that what kind of helped derail the Angels' season was Mike Trout's injury problems this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, having to go out for a while because of a back problem, I think that derailed the season and the team lost a little morale. I mean, I don't think that without Mike Trout, the team just can't do it. <clears throat> but angels, man. Yeah. And that'll also go for, for MLB. If they can't capitalize on this season, come back, have another great season somehow next year, it's going to be the same thing. Yeah. But yes, it, will. It, it really will. And I think there's no doubt about it. But Alan, I think... As much as we love to talk about baseball, we started with the World Baseball Classic. We've, we're talking about these historic runs. You know, the Mariners are, are making the postseason, it looks like, as of right now. Mm-hmm. Last time they made that was 2001. That's the longest playoff missing streak in, yeah. in, in, in history. And so we look at the postseason picture right now. The Mariners are in it. The Baltimore Orioles, the laughing stock of the league for I don't know how long, are in it. And like, <laughs> what what's happened to baseball? <laughs> That's what it is. What is it? That's 2013. <laughs> what the Orioles? Yeah, the Orioles are four games back of Seattle right now, so mm. they have a shot to make it. But Seattle's holding strong. Tampa Bay's got that second wild card. Toronto's got that first wild card. Toronto has redeemed themselves, and so has Seattle from and made it made as of right now has made the postseason. Um, as you said, Alan, the the uh, divisional leaders are the Yankees, Cleveland, and Houston. Houston's already clinched at ninety nine and fifty one. That's that's pretty ridiculous. Um, in the NL playoff picture, Atlanta's clinched a play, playoff spot. The Mets have clinched. The Dodgers. You know, we're not we're not gonna talk about them. <laughs> That's like a hundred wins. Like a hundred and three. They yeah, it's they're like there's parallel. no there's no reason to, you mean <laughs> They're just having a they're just a machine. They just you know, they start the engine at the beginning of the year and then they don't run out of gas until of course the playoffs and then Clayton Kershaw messes up. <laughs> well, 
he is different. So, but we'll get into that later. He was different in 2020. I'll, I will give you that. So we'll see if that sticks. Atlanta, San Diego, and Philly, they're also making the postseason. Um, I, I think it's crazy. We all thought three of the wildcard positions were going to come out of the NL West this year. But I don't know. I think I also said, you watch what the NL East will do. You might see three p- teams from the NL East making it in the postseason at the start of the season. Yeah. And here we are at the start end of the season. Three NL East teams are making the exactly. postseason. Milwaukee, they have to find a way to come make some ground up on uh, Philadelphia. Um, and that's that. Miami, I, I don't know what happened to Miami. I thought Miami would have been one of those wildcard teams. They've been pretty good lately. Mm-hmm. Miami. They're interesting. They're, they they're, they're coming up and, and everything. So looking at the standings, baseball's having a great season. This is what baseball needs. NHL playoffs are really good. The hunt for the commissioner's trophy is also probably my second favorite playoff pitcher in all of sports. You know, like, there's not much better. I mean, because the game is so different on every single day in the postseason. Mm -hmm. You can have a pitcher's duel in game one, and it'll be one nothing, and... You're like, what the crap just happened? And then in the next game, it could be 20 to 19, and the other team came out on top, and all the pitchers were just crap. You never know what's going to happen. You know, whereas in the NBA, when we look at the postseason, we're just go, oh, it's going to be this team. They'll be in there regardless. This team will be there regardless. You know, you look at it, and you can't already know what's going to happen for the postseason. NHL is like that where you, you honestly have no clue. And I think that's what makes postseasons truly great, you know. It, it, it's those two things. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think, you know, as we transition out of baseball, Alan, we have two two other seasons coming up here soon that we have articles coming out on our website highlighting some things people will need to look out for. Might as well just record a quick episode about that. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. 